Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, one of the things I love to do most on this podcast is answer the questions that you all sent in. So today we're going to hear from a listener named Alex who sent in a really great question. Hey, Chris, new listener here. Thanks so much for providing such great financial information in small bites. My husband and I are in our late 40s. We have uh, just in the past few years kind of gotten our act together in terms of paying down credit cards and other debt. We do have some car loans, but our biggest debt right now is our mortgage, which we pay biweekly. So I feel like we're on track with that and we recently refinanced. But I do also have a student loan uh, that I've been paying back for about 18 years. I owe probably about $8,000 on that at 2.65%. We also have a home equity loan that we took out some years back. We likely owe about $35,000 on that at 5%. And in terms of our savings, we do have maybe two to three months, possibly four, of expenses saved in a high-yield savings account. My question for you is at this point, there are extra funds available in my paycheck every week. And so I'm wondering if your recommendation would be to take any extra funds and pay back those loans, student loan, equity loan, get one paid off, use the funds, pay off the other one, or to take that money and put it into savings so that we have more of an emergency fund. Be curious to know what you think. Thanks. Alex, thanks so much for taking the time to send in that question. And you know, First, I want to say you really can't go wrong with whatever you decide to do next. I think the key is just doing something. And I think sometimes we feel this pressure to just optimize all of our financial decisions. And I, and I don't mean just you, Alex. I mean, it's for, for everyone, for all of us. We have this tendency to feel like we have to make the next best decision. We have to look at everything. And if we don't make the right decision, things are going to fall apart. But I just want to start off by saying don't put that type of pressure on yourself as long as you're moving forward, whether it's paying down debt, whether it's saving, whether it's investing, as long as you're moving forward, good things will happen for you. Okay. So just don't put too much pressure on yourself with each new financial decision you're making. You're moving forward, you're making progress. And I just want to kick things off with that. So uh, when I listened to Alex's voicemail, uh, the first thing that came to mind was episode 263, where Pat sent in a question in a similar vein. He was trying to decide what should he do next. He had all these things laid out in front of him and he wanted to make uh, the next decision and make the right decision. And what I recommend for Pat is the same thing I recommend for you, Alex. Uh, start by just laying out what decisions you're trying to make. What are those choices out there that you have to decide between? So for you, we're looking at saving more into an emergency fund, paying down a student loan or paying down a home equity line of credit. And when I look at these three options, for me, the thing that stands out front and center is emergency fund. Because for me, after all the things we've been through over the past, what, two years or 25 years, I don't even know how long it's been now, I've seen the importance of an emergency fund. And so for me, six months is the minimum. That's where we want to start. That's the foundation we want to have. And I mean, also, you can make tweaks to this. If you feel like your job is even more more insecure, I should say, or maybe more susceptible to shutdowns or if the the pandemic kind of ramps back up again or if you feel like you're in an industry that's in a situation where you might see more turnover and outsourcing of work all these things you want to factor in and the less secure you feel about your work the more you want to put into an emergency fund because you've heard me many times on this podcast talk about the importance and safety and security that having a solid emergency fund gives you but to be fair as with anything out there there's always a trade-off so there's a trade-off when you choose to save instead of paying off your debt, you're giving up something in that process. And so after a quick break, I'll let you know what the cost of saving instead of paying off your debt actually is and how you can truly judge if that cost is worth it. 
Did you know that according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's the place that keeps a bunch of stats on workers across the US, that people change jobs roughly every four years. And I know for me that is definitely true. And if this is true for you too, then you've probably left behind some old retirement accounts at these jobs along the way. For many of us, combining our old retirement accounts into an IRA in a process called a rollover is a smart decision, but the process can feel overwhelming and can sometimes be just time consuming. That's why today's bag of popcorn is brought to you by Capitalize. Capitalize is a free service that helps you move your old 401ks, 403bs, 457s, all those retirement accounts into an IRA to make managing your retirement savings simple. Capitalize has a free database that can help you track down your old retirement plans and move them into one of over a dozen IRA choices like Fidelity, Vanguard, Betterment, SoFi, or Charles Schwab, just to name a few. Their rollover experts handle the whole process from start to finish. They will manage calls with your old providers or even your old employers if you don't want to talk to them, help you complete complicated forms, and even fax documents because who really has a fax these days? And like I mentioned, Capitalize is completely free. If you've been putting off rolling over your old retirement accounts and you want a hassle-free and money-free solution, go to popcornfinance.com slash capitalized to start organizing your retirement today. Again, head to popcornfinance.com slash capitalized to roll over your old retirement accounts for free and help support the sponsors that keep Popcorn Finance free for all of you. Alex, every dollar you save is a dollar not going to debt. And as I love to do with many of the situations that are sent in to me, I went down a deep rabbit hole on this one, building out the possible scenarios to help uh, us all understand better that trade off between saving versus paying down debt and the interest that will occur in this process. Alex didn't say exactly how much extra she had available to pay towards debt or to save each month. So I'm just gonna make a few assumptions here. So I just picked $600. That felt like a good number <laughs> to work with when making this decision. Also, I don't know how much in total she needs for an emergency fund, because in the process of building an emergency fund, what you wanna do is look at your mandatory expenses. So that's things like your rent or mortgage, insurance, utilities, car payments, gas, food, all those things that you're going to have to pay every month regardless. You wanna take all those dollar amounts, add them up together, and that's how much you're going to need for a one month emergency fund. So since Alex didn't tell us exactly how much she needs, let's just assume that for her, one month of emergency necessary expenses will be $3,000. And she said she already had somewhere between two to four months. So we'll just say three, that's right in the middle. So she'll need three more months to hit that six month emergency fund. So that means 9,000 additional dollars into this emergency savings account. So now that we have our numbers together, we know we need an additional $9,000 and we have an extra $600 a month. So that means it would take 15 months to get that extra $9,000 into that emergency savings account. So to judge the actual cost of choosing to save this $9,000 in her emergency fund versus taking the same money, $600 a month, and putting it towards her highest interest debt, which in this case would be the home equity line of credit at about 5%, I did some rough math. And taking that $600 a month and instead of putting it into the emergency fund, it was instead put towards that home equity line of credit. Alex would pay about $300 less in interest over this 15 month period than if she were to put this into her savings account. Now, on the flip side, if she does put this into her savings account, she's going to earn a little bit of interest as well. Not very much. <laughs> like right now, I just use the number of 0.5%. So half a percent is right around the interest rate you can expect to get on an online savings account. So over that same 15 month period, 
Alice will earn about $30, you know, so much money, (laughs) about $30 in interest over the same period of time. The net impact of saving this money in an emergency fund over 15 months versus paying that same amount towards her highest interest debt, it would cost about $270. Now that we have this figure together, we need to decide, is this additional cost of $270 worth saving the money instead of paying down the debt? An emergency fund is meant to carry you through either a loss of employment, a loss of wages, meaning like you had a pay cut or some big unexpected cost. And for me, having an emergency fund that can sustain me for a longer period of time and give me that that peace of mind. To me, that's worth $270. I've spent more than that on stuff that I really didn't need just to make myself feel better in the past. So I feel like, say, paying this extra $270 in interest over 15 month period in order to build up a stronger and more stable emergency fund, I think that's money well spent. So I went through this whole process and probably spent way more time thinking about this than I should have just to show you how I process these decisions, the thought process, the the rationale that I use when deciding what step I want to make next financially. So hopefully you can take these same tools and use it when you run into a similar situation, because we're all going to run into these these points in time where we are going to have to decide between several competing financial goals. And this is just a way of deciding you know, what you want to do next. So big thanks to Alex. I really appreciate you taking the time to send in that question and, and the really kind words you left in that message as well. And thanks to all of you for joining me here for another episode. You you can be just like Alex and send me an email by going to questions at popcornfinance.com or you can go to popcornfinance.com slash voicemail and leave me a voice note. Have your voice featured here on the podcast. Or if you want even one more choice, you can come join me on Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast, which is where I'm pulling this week's kernel from. Uh, this week's kernel is going to Jennifer, a.k.a. Fumbling Towards Fire, which is a great Instagram handle. And I just want to say I really appreciate your support and for you sharing Popcorn Finance around. I saw the post that you put out. It was very kind of you. So be like Jennifer, a.k.a. Fumbling Towards Fire. Come join me over on Instagram. And if you want to support what I do here at Popcorn Finance, you can go check out Capitalize who made today's bag of popcorn possible. Or if you don't need to roll over an old retirement account, just go leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It's always really appreciated. And it's always great to hear your feedback on the show. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.